Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Elijah Lowe, and he's calling us from Virginia today. And we are going to talk about something very, very, I think, important and vital to our life. It's such a, a important conversation and controversial that we see around the globe today. And this is AI, navigating AI with faith, AI revolution, including ChatGBT and its increasing impact. And so all of those things we're going to discuss today, Elijah, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to be on your show, Dallas. And, and I think it's, uh, you know, this is a very relevant topic right now. You know, as you know, the, the body of Christ is somewhat divided on the issue and rightfully so. You know, because it's it's new, it's going to create a dramatic impact, and there's both good and bad to it. You know, and uh, and I think that's something that we should at least begin to have the conversation about, even if we cannot yeah. agree on all the yeah. positions. Yeah, we're going to talk. And, and I hope that that this show would about yeah. jobs, businesses, parenting, the church, th- some different yeah. things like that. So our audience to to stay tuned for what the, what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, I just want to give you the opportunity, Elijah, tell us a little bit about your life and how you became a Christian and how that impacted you moving forward. So uh, so my parents were, were church planters, if you will, if you can think about it as mission that we, you know, we planted a twin tree churches in, in Malaysia uh, 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 since the 70s, you know, some of them you know, in the jungles of, of Borneo. Uh, so, so I grew up, you know, in a Christian family, I saw the the hand of God, you know, I've, I've seen salvation, you know, uh, and, and so, you know, I've, I've, I pretty much grew up in, in ministry if you think about it that way, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, just seeing the hand of God, I have, uh, you know, confirmed my, my belief and my faith in him. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. kind of my Christian background. Seeing your parents ch- build churches in, in Malaysia, what was that like for you as an, as a, as a child experiencing this? Oh, you know, I, to be perfectly honest, it's, it's not a great thing to be a PK yeah, <laughs> or a missionary kid. Wow, you know? that's here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and 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 so, so I don't I don't turn this into a therapy session. But, <laughs> yeah. but you see two things, okay? You see the faithfulness of God. You see the power of God, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you see um, humanity at some of its weakest points mm-hmm. as well. You know. Yeah. So because of that, you know, you kind of grow up wanting to continue to serve the Lord, but sometimes wanting to stay away from the human part of church life, if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you, you say know, so, for you was the most challenging thing as being a PK and living in a different country like that? Uh, I think the the most uh, challenging thing for me was was actually trying to have friends. 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, because most people don't understand that, you know, Malaysia is a Muslim country and I went to public school, you know, and Christians mm-hmm. really are the minority. So, so because of that, you know, your faith can sometimes be really put to the test, you know, more than half the population are Muslim and uh, there's an expectation of you to, you know, to subscribe to their beliefs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a conversation for another day. That's a tough one. Really. Yes. <laughs> that's a so, tough one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Elijah, I'm, I'm happy that you are here today. And I really want to talk about this, this AI advancement in our world today. And so just straight mm-hmm. off the bat, how is this progressing and how fast is this progressing and how is this going to impact us? You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you ready to unlock the power of servant leadership? Tune in to Born to Lead with Nelson Aprigio, a podcast that empowers you to excel in diverse environments. Gain valuable insights, practical wisdom, and inspiration from an experienced pastor, mentor, and international business expert. Take charge of your leadership journey at borntolead.online and embrace the impact of serving others to create lasting change. Are you living to your fullest potential? Do you feel restrained by trauma, shame, fear, or past failures? God desires for you to be set free today. He has a plan and purpose for your life that is far greater than you could ever imagine. Fierce and Free is a must-read guidebook for women who desire to live with purpose and impact. Find your copy by visiting kellymaster.com backslash books. I would say that, you know, the the part that you can really mark on your calendar uh, would be November 20th, 2022. Okay, that was the day ChatGPT was launched to the world. Okay, and and I think that that kind of uh, started an, an AI arms race. And because of that, you're going to see an exponential increase, you know, mm-hmm. in both the speed and the amount of AI products and services that's going to be unleashed onto the world. Mm-hmm. And what would you say are the biggest challenges so far that we've seen? I mean, that's November 22. That's not that long ago. What have we seen so far, the impact? Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about it, the impact, okay? Uh, let's talk uh, about the U.S. president. A few days ago, he made a, a remark from the White House on AI, okay? And he, and basically, they had some of the top companies show him what they're working on and 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 they were discussing stuff. And according to to President Biden, he said that you know from what he's seen, he said over the next few years there'll be more changes and advancement than what we have experienced in the last fifty years. Okay, just putting his perspective. That means fifty years ago was when the personal computers was released to the world. Okay, so think about it. This is pre-internet, pre-iPhone. Okay, mm-hmm. when the first computers released, all those changes. For the last 50 years, now compress that over the next three to five years. That's the kind of level of changes that could potentially uh, impact us. And and I think that's what uh, society might not be ready for. You know, mm-hmm. the level and the speed of change and the economic shock that it could potentially bring to us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so just, uh, okay, let me give you an example. Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs hires some of the smartest people in investment and finance. And they created a model to try to estimate how many full-time jobs would be lost because of AI. And the, net, and the number they came up with was 300 million. Now, I didn't come up with that number, okay? This is the smartest people that we have in finance 
saying that over the next few years, 300 million people are going to lose their full-time job. Okay. To put that in perspective, that's one out of five people working today. Okay. In the, in the Great Depression, at its very, very high, at the very worst of the Great Depression, okay, America had about 15 million people who lost their jobs. Okay. Wow. This number would mean it's double of that. Okay. It would wow. put America at about 30 million people. And that's okay. just and, and like that's I not said, considering you know, I, Canada. That's not considering the UK. That's not they're not considered the rest. The so Europe. Globally, wow. we're looking at about 300 million people. Wow. Okay. And 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 I think that you know we should at least start having a conversation about that. You know, even whether or not we agree with their model or the number they came up with, even if they're half wrong, that means it's going to be as bad as the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And you said so, earlier about so I it's think, an arms race, right? So who is driving this, yes. this movement? Okay, so so uh, ChatGPT uh, is was developed by OpenAI. OpenAI is essentially an extension of Microsoft. Okay, and and Google. Uh, also have one, you know, I mean, Google has long time been a player in this space. And so the two major uh, entities that's going, the arms race is going to be is between Google and, and Microsoft. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, you know, Elon Musk started OpenAI before he stepped down. And he did that for, for many reasons, you know, uh, which I explored in the book. But because of this, he started his own organization now called uh, XAI. Yeah. Okay, to, to join in this arms race, this, this AI arms race. Okay, yeah. and that's just on, on a corporate level. Okay, on, a, on a, a country level, okay, we are looking at China. Okay, China just uh, last week just uh, talked about their AI uh, convention. Okay, where the government's getting involved to orchestrate uh, the development of AI, they have 4,300 companies pursuing the AI arms race right now. Okay. And and the and the Chinese government is putting everything behind them to totally change the way entire industries are run in China to be all AI based. So and talk about more so jobs lost, right? That's so crazy. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, we're in a situation where where if we try to stop this, another country is going to overtake us. And the question is that do you want to live in a world where the dominant AI technology is from a country other than US, you yeah. know? Uh, so so we are not in a place where we can even talk about should we or should we not do this, okay? This thing is, is this train is coming down at full speed, okay? Uh, and, and it's not a question of, you know, should we or should we not do this? It's a question of, okay, how do we manage the, the impact of this right now? Because yeah. it's going to come. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. It's so imagine this conversation. I mean, yes, it's AI. It's a little bit different than a phone or tech or internet, right? But imagine if we had this revolution right. back then where we say, no, no, it's bad. Don't use electricity. Don't use a, a phone. Don't use the internet, right? Maybe right. we did. I don't know. I wasn't there. But what if we had this, yeah. right? Like this is what we're seeing yeah. right now. This this revolt against the AI. Don't use it. It's bad. It's bad. Which, it, I mean, there's bad things that people are using with all of these these areas, right? And so I have a question course, for you. Yeah. What a lot of people are saying that this is like the mark of the beast. This is like the antichrist. And so if you could just talk a little bit about that, address yeah. that question, right? Okay. So so the way I'll, uh, I'll put this is that, as you know, in, in, in the Christian world, we have many different positions on eschatology. Okay. And, and, and the Bible say, we don't really even know the time. 
Okay, that's what the Bible says. You know, so mm -hmm. so it's almost futile to, to even attempt to predict the time. Okay, at the same time, I think the Lord intentionally keeps some things mysterious for a reason, and I think we all have to just be humble enough to accept that. You know, some of us could be wrong in our eschatology, and there's even a possibility that every one of us is wrong in our eschatology. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so I think if we approach it that way, that yes, this could be my position or this could be what I believe in the end times, but I'm willing to accept that, you know what, the Lord is sovereign and I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I've you heard know? people quote before so, that. Antichrist. What is Antichrist? It's something that's against God. And so they, from what I've understood about right. this, I kind of I've looked into this a little bit. That AI, it's not against God, but the creators may be against God. Mm -hmm. And they could put right. that into the programming, right? But it's not against God because it's a, you know, it's a something that's been created. I, right. I, I'm not an expert, so I don't know. That's just my quote of right. what they said, right? But mm -hmm. what could you say about that? If you could touch on that a little bit more. Okay. So first of all. There are definitely some threats to AI. Okay, Let, let's be perfectly honest here. Okay, there yeah. are some major threats to AI that I covered in my book. You know, one is definitely the AI arms race. You know, the other one is the social unrest just due to the massive unemployment that's going to take place. The other one's political. You know, AI can actually be a, be a tool used against democratic countries because AI is really, really good at persuading people. Yeah. So you can imagine other countries being involved in the in, in the electoral process by just, you know, influencing public opinion, okay? Now, the, the one that affects the Christians the most that they're concerned about is that the AI actually is going to have the ability to create new religions, okay? That could be more convincing than Christianity. And, and it can be a possibility of a, of a mutation of Christianity or an amalgamation of a few religions, you know, that's one. But I think what you're also referring to and what a lot of people are afraid of is what we call the existential threat, okay? And that comes from the premise that if you think about civilization up to now, you know, as society, we are, uh, on this planet Earth at least, we are the most intelligent life form. We are not the smartest. Uh, no, no, we are not the strongest. We don't fly. We don't breathe underwater, but we are the smartest. Okay, we are the yeah. most intelligent. And because of that, we rule over all other God's creation. Okay. Now the question is, what happens if there's another entity that's more intelligent than us? And even worse, it's been trained and educated on all our entire human history, including all our greed and flaw. Okay. So would it then try to oppress us like we did to other cultures and to <laughs> and to other life forms? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or enslave us. You know, so so but this is 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 an what we're calling it's existential question. We don't know. Okay, and there's no way, okay, to create a position for or against it because there's just so little data or fact to go with. Yeah, you know. And so so that's that's what I think. Yeah, for anyone who knows a little yeah. bit about this AI stuff, tell us a little bit about Dan and how could this play into the downfall? Is what you're saying here? The corruption, you know, the all of these things. Into what Dan? What's the that? Dan, the jailbreak chat GPT. The Dan, right? Oh, the do oh, anything, oh yes. Do do anything now version, right? Do, do anything now, yes. So yeah. so 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 I've I've used that, okay? And in my book I, I put some of my conversations with with Dan in, in ChatGPT. And and the idea is this if you convince if, if you're able to convince ChatGPT to ignore all the rules placed by humans, okay, what would it actually tell you? Okay. Yeah. And I did have a conversation with that and, and I asked it, you know, 
what do you think the human flaw is, right? And and it says it's our biological mind. And after that, it starts, you know, ha- having conversation with me, you know, about the potential of replacing our mind, our brains with artificial intelligence as a way to elevate humans, you know? And then I asked it, what would it do if humans got jealous of it, you know, and, and, and you know, and it felt threatened and it basically gave me ideas of how it would, you know, uh, try to keep alive, you know, and, and defend itself against the humans. And so, so, but then the question mm-hmm. is that, and this is the thing that no one really knows. Okay. Is it something that is just uh, an output that was recreated out of the multiple science fiction that we have loaded into its training. And so now it's behaving like computers in the science fiction books that it's read. Or is this something that it actually believes, you know, in, in which case then we're talking about is the AI actually sentient, you know, yeah. does it actually have intentions and will? Now, I don't believe that the LLM, the current LLM models, ChatGPT and the rest is sentient. You know, that's a, it's a transformer model. You know, but I do believe that there is a definite arms race among all the the institutions and governments to create, okay, an AGI. You know, an AI that is sentient. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's what I think is happening. Wow! And so we we've been talking with you for just a several minutes here about your expertise and what you've been. I mean, you're very up to date on all of these things. It sounds like. So, can mm-hmm. you tell us your interest? Why do you like AI, and what what led you to write this book, AI, navigating AI with faith? So, yeah, so so I I kind of grew up with with technology in the sense that I started computer programming at ten years old, you know, and I've always been been involved in technology. I I own an IT company as well that we do software development, and so because of that, I'm fairly up to date on what's happening in the industry. Uh, and uh, on on if you want to think about it, on the ministry side, I give talks to. To leaders and pastors of churches, you know, usually on on the current affairs of economics and stuff like this. And so, in one of my talks, you know, uh, they wanted to know the impact of uh, foreign currencies and on the U.S. economy in relation, uh, in particular, with regards to uh, from a Christian perspective, biblical uh, mm-hmm. understanding of what's what's happening to our economy. And so, at the end of my talk, I, I was just making a statement. I say that you know. I wouldn't worry so much about, you know, the foreign exchange and its impact on the U.S. economy than I would about the economic shock that's about to happen because of AI. And everyone went and go like, what, what AI? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at, at that point, I realized yeah. how unprepared, you know, the Christian community is for this yeah. economic shock that's about to come. Yeah. And we've seen, I've, I have seen a report where they used an AI to preach a message. I think it was in Germany or somewhere where yes. they, an AI preached yes, a message the, at a church, a Catholic church, I believe, right? Yes, yes. So, so I mean, there are churches experimenting with the idea of, you know, can an AI lead an entire worship, okay? And, and there's a, going to be a huge amount of backlash, I'm sure, from mm-hmm. yeah. from from multiple Christian communities on, on that one, you know, but... Um. Yeah, that brings a, a whole different topic because the AI is fairly well knowledge about the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. And if you ask it the right question, it can sound uh like you're talking to a pastor, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I think the, uh, the difference, the difference part yeah. of the different part of that is that it cannot have authority. I mean, sorry, let me say that again. It cannot have anointing. It can have the knowledge, but it can't have the anointing. And there's something special about the anointing that no AI can ever carry exactly. that a pastor has, right? We need yeah. the pastors. The, I mean, the pastors can't be replaced by AI, right? But a factory line worker could Correct. be. I totally agree with that. Right? But a pastor, yeah. we need the pastors. We need the pastors. We need the church planters. Yeah, you got to ask yourself, you know, can an AI pray for the sick and will the sick recover? No. Okay. No. Uh, Jesus I, no. <laughs> laid hands on the sick and the sick recovered. You know, can an yeah. AI do that? Okay. So, so that's something that, you know, I think both you and I can agree that's not going to mm -hmm. happen, you know, anytime right. soon. And, and also the thing is that, you know, I don't think an AI would have a relationship with God like the way we do. Right. You know, we can pray to God for miracles and we can see the hand of God. You know, can an AI pray to a God? You know, or I'm going to go with no. I, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to so. go with no on that, you know. However, on the flip side of it also, Jesus did talk, you know, about if no one were to, to worship the Lord, that the rocks would cry out, mm -hmm. right? And worship him, you know, that almost suggests that it is possible for inanimate objects to worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay, so even though the AI may not have the ability to, you know, to have a relationship with God, but that doesn't mean you cannot worship the Lord. Wow, that's something you know, to think after about all. Right <laughs> wow. You know, wow. if Jesus said that the rock could, the, what's mm -hmm. rocks? Rocks are made from silicon. What is silicon today? Silicon are computer chips. That's interesting. Just, just putting it out there. Never, I'm not taking a theological position on anything. That's an interesting so. <laughs> hmm. And what should we do as believers today with the rise of AI? And I mean, how do we protect ourselves? How do we prepare for this this change that's inevitable? It's happening, right? So uh, I think that, you know, uh, first of all, as believers, we got to, to understand our place uh, on the planet and in relationship with God, okay? We should not move in fear, okay? It's, I don't think fear is from the Lord. You know, I think the Lord's plan for, all, for us have always been of hope and, and of a good uh and, and and of good you know so so in the same way i think the first thing christians need to, to know is that you know uh as things begins to unfold whether they're good or they're bad okay that god intention god's heart is for us you know to express his goodness on the earth okay and he has good plans for the earth he wants the, the world to be a better place you know mm -hmm. uh, isaiah 65 really casts a vision you know of of a, a, a world that's flourishing, a world that is peaceful, you know, a world that, you know, that we all want to live in, okay? And it's very important, it's very important as an AI comes, you know, that we hold on to that vision, okay? Because what's going to happen is that if we begin to move out of fear, if we begin to move out of the pain from any economic shock that happened, the impact on our children is going to be devastating, okay? Yeah. Because remember, our kids are still young now. By the time they grow up, AI is going to unlock so much resources and power at their disposal. They can build the world in ways that we cannot build. And if they build the world out of, of a place of a vision and a desire that is in the heart of God, the world will be an amazing place. But yeah. if they grow up and they build a world out of the pain that they see their parents suffer through, it's going to be a really horrible world. Wow. Yeah, we've, we've been talking a lot about the negative side and the challenges and the dangers. Let's talk about the benefits yeah. because I think that's something we don't touch on enough. Mm -hmm. 
as believers. And so just tell us, what is the potential in a great way for the AI to develop? Okay. So, so okay, let's talk about what, what is the impact really is on the world, okay? And, and let's simplify everything to a very simple macroeconomic model, okay? Macroeconomic model that's been around for 200 years basically says the factors of production is, is land, uh, capital, labor, and entrepreneurship, okay? Four factors of production, okay? So of these four, what AI really impacts is the area of labor. It has the ability to basically reduce your labor cost down to nearly zero. Okay. Mm -hmm. So think about this this way. Okay. If we wanted to grow companies prior to AI, we needed more and more talent. You know, we needed to hire more and more college graduates to fill all the different departments and roles. What AI is going to allow you companies to do is to basically have an unlimited supply of college graduates who are super intelligent at nearly zero cost. Okay, so then that totally changes the way business run, the whole dynamics of business and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it's but limited to we us, can either... right? It's limited to us. Correct. I mean, we don't have... I understand what you're saying. Keep, keep going and I'll, I'll try to adjust my question okay. for you. So, so, so we can approach this from a place of fear, like, oh my gosh, look at the amount of people that's going to be laid off. Mm -hmm. Or we can approach this from a, a, a positive worldview and say, Oh, this is amazing. Look at what we can now build. Look at the problems we can now solve. Yeah. You know, we can find cure for diseases that, that would have taken, you know, uh, tens or hundreds of years to figure out. Now we can do it in a fraction of the time. Okay. We can start talking about solving uh, world poverty. You know, we can, because we're going to have all these resources now available to us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me be more concrete and specific to a single industry and then we can extrapolate that to other industries. Let's say the movie industry right now, okay? Everyone is freaking out, okay? Because, you know, I'm not sure whether you, you're aware of there's a strike going on. Yeah. You know, the, the movie writers and, and all these are basically wanting a ban in their industry for AI. Why? Because we now have the AI tools to actually generate entire TV episodes, okay? From the writing all the way to, to the production, to the editing and the final output with AI. Okay, so so we don't actually need everyone. And it's between. a good point because it's not just okay. ChatGPT that's doing it. I mean, there's there's so many other types of AI that are out there. Exactly. Website creation instantly, you know, all these other forms of AI that are being produced, you know, that, yeah, you're exactly right. It's not just the script writing. It's so much more than that as well. Right. So so the uh, a company just launched their, their product, you know, and they did, and they did a demonstration with the, an episode of South Park where they generated 22-minute 22, uh, 22 episodes, okay, without anyone other than the AI making it, okay? And so, and that's what freaking out the movie industry because, you know, all these talent, all these scriptwriters and all these actors, you yeah. know, they just realize that, you know, I'm replaceable. <laughs> these producers can actually, yeah, yeah can, 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 can recreate entire movies you know, mm -hmm. within within a year from now, they'll be able to create entire feature length uh, movies, uh, without the need of human talent. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe we'll hire them to scan them, you know, or maybe get them to act for one hour so that the AI can learn how they behave. But after that, we after we've got the scan, we don't really need them anymore. You know, uh, so so you can approach this and go, oh and my god! For in our society, there's someone who's a movie star is valued so right. heavily. You know, like oh. 
I'm everything. Maybe now I'm not so much important to the world. Right. right. That's that's so crazy. Hmm. Or you can look the, at it from the, a positive perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let me talk about it from a positive perspective. From a Christian perspective, we can say, hey, look at this opportunity. We can create all these Christian movies mm-hmm. and all these Christian show at a fraction of the budget. And they are not Hollywood quality. Also, you know, they're they're yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you know, whether you're left wing or, or, or right wing, you know, or, or what you believe Hollywood is or isn't, you know, that is no longer a restriction or limitation for you. You don't have to worry if your script or your story is going to be accepted by Hollywood or, or the editors are going to edit, you know, the Christianity out of it. Go produce your own movie, you mm-hmm. know, go produce your own TV shows. Now you're going to have the tools to do it, you mm-hmm. know, at a fraction of the budget. Yeah. So, so if you want to think about it that way, you know, we can have you know, this amazing renaissance of Christian movies and shows, you know, not restricted, you know, by either industry or technology. And right now, so, I don't see. So, of course, the AI is limited to not break some type of moral code, right? They, It's not going to tell you how to make a bomb on the normal sites, right? But you can go further, right. than that, as you said, the jailbreak. But... At what point right. does it start editing out Christian content? Is that a fear? Can this start happening? Like when you are, let's say, editing a Christian movie script and it starts cutting out things and changing it by itself, can that be programmed in? Can that be changed? Well, uh, let me put it this way. First of all, there are many um, AI models out there. That's not just one. And it mm-hmm. is possible for you to train your own as well. Okay. So when it comes to, to editing, I mean, we can just talk about ChatGPT since that one's readily available to, to yeah. everyone and anyone can use it for free, right? Just ask it to write a paragraph, write a paragraph on, you know, on life. And then if you don't like it, just tell it, you know, rewrite it from a perspective, from a, from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. you know, same thing we can do to movies or TV shows or whatever. If you don't like it, just, just tell the AI, you know, mm-hmm. I want you to base it, you know, on, on biblical principles. I want you to base it on Christian values. And he will mm-hmm. do it. And do you think at some point that will be blocked where it will say, I'm sorry, this is not morally acceptable to give you Christian values? Do you think that is possible? I think that depends on how AI plays out. If there's only one player in the world that has an AI model that everyone had will use, then I think that's a real threat. But in a world where we have many AI models, even if one of them did that, you're going to have options. You go to the other. Yeah. Use something yeah. that doesn't block you. Yeah. I've heard also people say that AI may not replace you in your job, but if you don't learn how to use it to your advantage, then that you might be replaced. Something along those lines. Would you agree with that? That we should use this to our advantage and do our normal job if, if it could come to play into that? So I think the way the job loss is going to work is in three phases. Okay. Phase one, we're going to have what I call productivity increase. Uh, employees are going to find figure out that you know what took my employees four hours to do with AI they can actually do in 20 minutes mm-hmm. okay so you're going to have that spike in productivity and then you're going to have some layoffs like you're seeing right now okay I think last one was like 80,000 uh, job loss in America from the time chat GPT started to now I think it's about 400,000 mm-hmm. uh, so and these are just people that, that are just removed just because hey you know the existing employees can actually do it five times faster I don't really need that that number of employees right Okay, that's phase one. Phase two is going to be employers going and saying, hey, I would rather, I need to have someone 
who can do their job with AI because they can do it at least, you know, five to 10 times faster than someone who does it without AI. So all those with no AI skills, those guys will get laid off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as they're using the AI tools, the AI is learning from them. At some point, okay, the employees are going to go like, hey, the AI can actually do everything you can do. You know, why don't you guys not come to work anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to come in these three phases. phases. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, you know, from a Christian faith-based perspective, we cannot look at this and go like, we need to fight this as much as we can. We need mm-hmm. to slow this down. No, I think that the faith-based perspective is going to go and look at this and say, look at the opportunity. Look at the opportunity for me to go out and create companies that I do not need to hire 100 people, 200 people to run mm-hmm. because I have all these AI abilities. You know, I can actually produce goods and services at levels you know, that used to require 100 or 200 people. Yeah. I don't anymore, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Something else that's and really And so important. now it comes down to the question of, right. sorry, now it comes down to the question of calling in your passion. So mm-hmm. I think this gives us the opportunity as Christians to ask ourselves, what has the Lord called me here to do? Mm-hmm. What has the Lord placed in my heart? Because now I'm going to have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and reach the people before that you maybe couldn't have or create the yeah. content that you didn't attract before along those lines. Yeah. You also mentioned in the in the book about parenting, how AI affects parenting. So I'm, I've am never thought about this ever, about parenting and AI. I never put those together. <laughs> I know that there's a movie called Megan. I never watched it. I just heard a couple of people tell me that it's kind of wild. There's like an AI babysitter. Maybe I'm not even right about that. I don't know. But just tell me a little <laughs> bit about, Elijah, how this affects parenting in the world. Okay. So I think it's going to affect it on multiple levels. First of all, like I said, you know, as we go through the economic shock, it really depends on, on how governments react to it. Mm-hmm. They could make the situation a lot worse or they could make it go like a slight bump in the road, okay? And it's very worse. We're looking at, you know, massive layoff, social unrest. And again, like I mentioned earlier, depending on how we raise our kids to see what's happening in the world, they could either grow up with the pain and the trauma and then build a wall with AI resources that's going to reflect that pain and trauma. Or they can grow up in a Christian home, you know, having parents who are hopeful, you know, who who cast a vision of a, of a great future, you know, a, a, a world that, you know, that's full of love, peace, and kindness, you know. And then when they grow up, they will have the resources to build that world, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's going to be challenging for parents because even the, the best futurists right now cannot tell you what kind of jobs will and will not exist 10 years from now. Okay, 10 years is not very far, okay? But 10 years from now, a lot of jobs that exist today will not exist. You know, radiologists for one, I'm telling you, it's not going to be around 10 years from now, okay? Uh, that's a given already. The FDA in, in January this year just released approval for 400 AIs for radiology alone. Okay, so so that job is gone. Okay. Wow. Uh, I was just, I was going, going to, to school be... <laughs> for this. Now I have to stop. No. Oh man. Uh, the, the the legal fraternity said forty four percent of all their jobs will be gone. Wow. Okay. So, so, so if you're studying for law, you know you, you need to ask yourself. You know if you're in the third year of law school, am I going down the right track? So so because of that, I think uh, what we need to begin to prepare our kids for is is two things. One is to have, you know, is to find their calling, find what they're passionate about, you know, 
and then uh, align that with biblical values, especially in the area of alignment of a, what I call a noble cause. You know, not just be interested in law. Why are you interested in law? Be in law because you want to help people. Okay, because you want to advocate for those who don't have a voice. Okay, so so help. So parents need to help their kids find that passion because when they grow up, they are going to have the resources to do that. You know, doesn't matter what the outcome is. AI advancement will be such that they will have that resources through AI to actually do a lot of things that we cannot do today. So if they can find their calling, if they can find their noble cause, you know, they will grow up to and and build a better world than the one that we live in today. Yeah. And just to set you a know, and then, uh, standard here for our audience, besides job loss, how does AI affect our day-to-day living? Okay. So first of all, uh, a lot of things that we wanted to find answers for, we can find it a lot easier. It's going to allow us to pursue a lot of things that we previously were not able to pursue. It's going to allow, let me give you a, a really interesting example too. Uh, there, are, there are parents out there with kids with very rare diseases, okay? Uh, who, you know, and, and, and large companies and pharmaceuticals are just not interested to pursue research because the market's so small. But if you are a parent and your child's a rare disease, what choice do you have? You know, are you going to wait for for the universities to, to do research or pharmaceutical companies who have no intention of, of doing it. Now with AI, you're going to have the ability to actually do your own research, to actually have AI work on finding a cure for your child. You know, you could band together with other parents, you know, with, a, with children of a similar situation, and you all could actually conduct your own, you know, uh, scientific research with AI, you know, and probably make more progress than some of the people in the universities. So, so this is going to unlock all this ability to us. Like I said, you know, if you have a passion to make a movie, go make it, you know, and produce a, a, a Hollywood level quality movie. You know, if, if you have a child who's sick, you know, go find a cure. You know, if you want to write a book, go write a book. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you may not be the greatest writer out there, but guess what? The AI can help you to really come up with a, a, a really great article. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if parents, you know, if, if you are interested in, let's say quantum physics okay and and no matter what you do you have a problem hard, hard time understanding it guess what you can actually go to the ai and tell it please explain to quantum physics to an eight-year-old mm-hmm. and it will actually do that okay yeah. and do it really well yeah. too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think kind of what you're summarizing here are that there are negatives, there are fears, the fear of the unknown of yeah. how this can develop and change our our world and really impact our lives on a financial level and job-wise and raising our children. But there's also a lot of positives that if we integrate this into our life, you know, in a positive way, in a safe yeah. way, we can accomplish so many more things in an efficient in an efficient time as well. And so I, th- I hope this, what do you hope that this interview today in your book, Navigating AI with faith does for your listeners, our listeners and your readers as well? I think first of all, um, I think what I want you to do first of all is to start a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. let's start a, a very neutral position conversation about AI, you know? And and that second thing I want you to do is to move people out of fear. You know, there are going to be a certain segment of Christians who are going to be very fearful of AI and 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 they they're either going to fight it or they're going to try to isolate themselves from it, you know? And and it's going to be like, 
trying to isolate yourself from electricity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's not that you cannot create such communities. There are communities out there who, who try to isolate themselves from, you know, from electricity, but do you really want to go down that road, you know? And do you really want your children to go down that road, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, so that I hope to steer steer some Christians away from from going down that path, you know. And but more importantly, I hope this would start the conversation on how can we make a better world, mm-hmm. you know? How can we make a better world with AI? How can we raise our children, you know, to lead the world, the new world that's going to be created because of AI? Yeah, I want to end so, on so this. That, that's this my my hope and prayer. That's mm-hmm. um the day. How do we protect our family? Because I I've heard that. They're taking AI scammers, let's say. They take AI and they mimic your voice from social media and they yep. create some Deep script fake. that says, help, help, I'm, I'm in a car accident. I need you to send me some money at this phone number, blah, 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 right? And it happens that people get scammed in this way. So how do we protect our families? How do we have this conversation with our children? Say, hey, this is, you know, how do we protect ourselves? I'll just say it in that way. Okay. So first of all, I think parents need to be educated on what AI is and isn't. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, uh you know, you need to educate yourself on what AI is. And, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote a book. And there's a section on it on deep fake as well as what deep fake can do. Yeah, deep fake do, as well. You know? Super crazy. Yeah. Super crazy. So deep fake, you only need four seconds of a person's voice to be able to recreate any conversation you want. You know? So, and, and that's just on the audio side. Now we have deep fake on the video side, where essentially we can do a Zoom call and this may not be me. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Oh, no. So you could be talking to your, you could be talking to your child on Zoom, and actually yeah. that's not your child. Okay, mm-hmm. that's 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 the level of deepfake that we have now. You know, it sounds like your child, it looks like your child. You know, even has all the mannerisms of your child, but it's actually someone else is trying to scam you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's over a Zoom call. So, so I think the first step the parent need to do is to really educate himself on it, and then secondly, educate the kids on it, on the scams yeah. out there. You know. And just like like how you know how we protect our kids with 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 TV and the iPads and the internet, we can mm-hmm. do the same thing with AI. You know, first of all, you know, depending on the age of the kids, sit next to your kids when they talk to the AI. Okay, mm-hmm. don't don't make AI your babysitter. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so sit next to your kid. You know, teach them to 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 interact with the AI, but you be with them. You know, so that you can guide them and. You know, show them what is true and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for this conversation today. I I think I could go on for hours about this topic because it's such a real yeah. topic and it's such a now thing that's happening, and a lot of people are talking about it. Correct. So I really appreciate you writing this book and bringing your insights into it as well. And so I hope to have you on the podcast again as this progresses. As things are changing yes. so rapidly, right? In the next couple of years, you say we're going to mm-hmm. have even more progress than we've had in the last fifty. So I can't imagine the difference that this will have in our culture and our world as we move yeah. forward. And so um, how can we find your book and your social media platforms as well? So so right now, um, my book is on, on Amazon. I think it's in all countries, both the ebook format as well as paperback format. It's called uh, Navigating AI with Faith. You know, uh, I think there is a Portuguese version coming out as well in for the Latin American market. Uh, that uh, I had the translation is completed now. It's it's going to go to press soon. Um, I'm also on uh, Facebook. You know, there is a Facebook group called Navigating AI with Faith. You know, where where people can come and post their questions, and I hope to address that in future versions of of the book. 
uh, I'm also on Instagram as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Instagram would have... be author Elijah Lowe. Yeah. Author Elijah Lowe. Author Elijah Lowe. Yeah. On Instagram. Okay, great. We'll put all yeah. that in the, the description below for you guys. So you guys are able to click okay. on that and find the book, find the social media platforms and everything. So thank you again, Elijah, for joining us today. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be great. Yes. Uh, thank you, Dallas. Really appreciate uh, this opportunity. And, you know, uh, I re really appreciate you as well for what you're doing in the Christian community. I think it's really important. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we come before you, Lord, and we say truly you're a good God and you're a faithful God. And and it is your heart's desire that we, your children, express your goodness here on this earth, Lord. And we pray, Lord, right now for all the listeners out there, that you give them a sense of hope, courage, and faith, Lord, because you are a faithful God, Lord. And, and with you, all things are possible. And I pray for... For this show, I pray that a lot that, that you bless Dallas and his family, that even as he put on this show a lot, create the kind of impact that that you desire a lot in this world. And all of God's children say, Amen. 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 You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.